Hello, Jack Cavendish here. Wanted to take a few moments to speak with you about something I'm quite passionate about. Lurking fears. If you love Cthulhu and Cairo and want to feel the same dread, terror, and occasional triumph, make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next gaming convention. With a wonderful group of demented and wildly gifted storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave tales that will haunt your dreams and steal your sanity, which is something I know all too well. While specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs a host of games from a variety of other systems, so there's literally an adventure for your every taste and style. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures, which are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the player's choices. So do check out their Facebook page and make sure you follow them to find out which gaming conventions they will be at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Well, it looks as if Faye is jumping headlong into yet another nightmare scenario. And if I know anything about this Keeper Raz, is that we're likely facing hell on a horse with us under hoof. So I'd best load my weapons and head over to lend a gun, or two, just to keep the odds even. This episode is sponsored by our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for your continued support. If you're not a member yet, you can join our Patreon for as low as $1 per month to support the cast and crew of the Bardic College. Unlock bonus content featuring your favorite players, get exclusive access to shows you can't find anywhere else, and even get a chance to have Raz run a game of your choice. Visit us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. I am Raz, this is the Bardic College, and I am joined by everyone except Jack Cavendish and his father, but down in Kubawaje. Um, those, those gentlemen are out tonight, <laughs> so Mr. Connery and Jack Cavendish are having a some sort of a dinner or something. But believe me, he will pay for not being here. No, I'm sorry. RL gets in the way sometimes, folks. And as a gaming group, we know that we sometimes have to work around schedules. And tonight, Jack's schedule was just terrible for him. I feel bad. So, uh, Jack, uh, all our thoughts and love with you. But we miss you. And we'll see you next time. So I'm joined by um, Vadim Gavrilov. Scott, how are you tonight, Scott? I'm good, Raz. I'm doing well. How about yourself? A little frustrated with UPS. But I hope in the end that they come through for me. Uh, we'll talk about that some other time when I'm not as cross-eyed and livid uh and Catherine ross by played by lauren how are you tonight Catherine? you know i had a heck of a day at work a real stinker so i'm excited to relax and and just be calm and peaceful during this podcast episode i hope you know that i'm gonna play that sound clip in like an echoey effect <laughs> yeah uh, when you start screaming later Wow. Yeah, I want like the color of space, just that distortion yeah, playing in the I background. Know. I was. I just want to be. I want to be. I want to be calm. <laughs> yeah, this is a production <laughs> note for me. Um, hey, future Mel. I know it's extra work, but you just got to do it, babe. You got to do it. Yeah. It, the sarcasm was was prevalent. Hope I hope. Well, it, it'll be real. Yeah. You know, you you can be calm. No. But I don't I feel don't calm that. right now. Had a hell of a lot of espresso and a bad day. Let's go. Excellent. I'm, I want to rage. And, and playing Faye Dawson uh, is Mel. How's Mel tonight? 
I'm great keeper. I want to fight some Germans. I'm sorry. Did I say that? I want to. I want to get out of here calm. I don't want anyone to get hurt. However, if the opportunity arises and I can punch some Germans, I'm mm. going to punch some Germans. You mean like slug punch with like a 38 or are you talking about with your fist? I think I'm just going to go with what feels right in the moment. You know, I'm, I'm carefree. Excellent. I'll just whatever, <laughs> whatever feels right. Right. And of course we have our sword, our, our ritual. I always adds that into it. It's never just my sword. It's my ritual sword. I don't know why you, Kayla, you are so focused on that, but for Ella, I get it. It's a ritual sword and you let Catherine know that every time you draw it, sharpen it, whetstone it, anything you do, it's like, Catherine, would you pass me my ritual sword? It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. But uh, playing Ella is, is Kayla. How are you tonight, Ella? Well, first of all, I feel like I am being jested by my own keeper. So, no, no, I mean, no. yes, it's a ritual sword. I like calling it what it is. <laughs> calling it just a sword wouldn't explain the ornamentation that is actually on the sword. So, yes, listeners, it's a ritual sword, and I will continue to call it such. Otherwise, she is not happy with these turn of events with Herr Steiner. Um, mm. she, honestly, though, she kind of wanted to reach over and, like, melt his brain a little bit with some clairvoyance powers but hey you know what time the time was not right it was a dinner party and she has some manners yeah i mean you, you know i'm not sure over gazpacho that you want to start playing those kind of games <laughs> the but one moment where i wouldn't have cared if you melted someone's brains was that during this gazpacho <laughs> like right. it's listen he's threatening my family we could have turned up the weird we just are never gonna be in sync yeah. don't worry it'll get it'll get weird later mm. yeah we, you're, you're it's the beginning of a two-part recording session it'll get weird oh god no <laughs> so all right so rudolph steiner took the check <laughs> he and his Bastard. beautiful wife beautiful wife krina left the uh the estate or the the mansion house i i well, i don't even what you would call something in the inner city that's this big it, it's probably it's not i'm calling it a manse but it's it's a it's a big house it's a mansion it's a big, it's a big yeah, ass it's a house it's a big ass house and you know, you did speak to your uncle about, you gave him the whole spiel of, spiel's a German word, by the way, uh, <laughs> the whole spiel about about not being, you know, not joining the Black Suns, that you fought them during the war, that, you know, this is this is really upsetting to you. Why would you support a group of, uh, you know, obvious Huns that and Germans? And you, you, you basically threw the entire guilt gambit, that whole quilt of guilt. Yeah, I weaponized. Ooh, a quilt of guilt. The guilt quilt. <laughs> I also we have to actually have I weaponized my white woman tears. You did. For good, is n- not for evil. Not for foul, yeah. right? Not for not for jewelry, not for, you know, not for a chill at Netflix, chill in a cuddle. No, you did it right for god damn it, Germans. I'm trying to save lives right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have big, no shame. Big thing. Well, and listen, he honestly though, but he as he portrayed it to you, he honestly felt that or thought from the way they approached him, that it was an archaeological society, right? And that they were honoring him because, whether we like it or not, Berlin does have some magnificent museums. I mean, they're really big on history, and they do... Don't shake your head at me, Faye Dawson, goddammit. That's what they have. (laughs) Berlin has museums. I'm just over here like... making that shit up. I guess. All right. So they got museums. Big fucking One of the greatest Egyptology museums or sections outside of Egypt itself is Berlin. It's like one of the most magnificent. They actually have the Babylonian gate. Now don't say that they shouldn't have it. I get that, but they do. They have the whole actual blue green gate from Babylon. They just have that they, everything, 
They do. And they're going to have more when I'm done. So, okay, here we go. Um, and that's the truth. It's, it's nearly bedtime, right? Uh, this, the dinner party went to two hours, started around six, thrown out by 8.30, tears, tears, tears till 9.15. <laughs> Where are you? Are you getting rooms? I mean, the, the rooms are made up for you. Everybody want to take rooms now? Is this a time for rooms? Get the madam's kids to bed. What are we, how are we playing out the rest of this night? Are we doing a sherry by the fire to explain more to your uncle and Emily? I don't know. Your call. Um, Catherine? I think, um, I think a nice stiff sherry, nice big glass is necessary. Um, before everyone departs and goes to bed, um, I don't want any, now, my family's British. I don't want them going to bed, waking up the next morning and pretending all this awkwardness never happened. No, we're going to address it Oh, you want to reinforce it now? Yeah. Okay. We're going to address it now so they can't just chalk it up to, oh, PMS. So when you say a lar- you know, a really large or stiff sherry, are you talking about like a wine glass as opposed to a, a, an ounce and a half of sherry? A sherry is normally a, a very uh, small. Yeah. Um, small meat. It also it, it it doesn't have to be sherry. It could be like whatever anybody prefers. But you know if if usually you'd get it in a little like thimble size looking thing. It's in a you know it's in a, a nice solid merlot glass. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. If you're going, uh, Adam, what are you doing if, with, if you're the, going what are you wine, doing with children? Sorry, if you're going wine, it's in a brandy snifter. Got it. You're going one up. Vadim's been. Uh... Still preoccupied by the fact that he identified spooks outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's drinking sherry, and he's kind of uh, hanging. You know, he's found like a like a like a, a rug in a in a side room somewhere where the kids can you know twiddle their thumbs and play or what have you. And he's practice been, practice a language. There what you language go. you you want them that maybe write start? Or would you start back in German or start? Or I mean in. That was a faux pas. I'm sorry. Would you start back in Russian or would you be teaching them maybe oh, no, English? No, no. They should be reinforcing their Russian 100%. Oh, Russian first. That's Well, yeah. Why would well, they I'm need to speak English? You, well, because Russian and Portuguese aren't going to do jack shit for them in Kubla Wazi. And also all of your companions. <laughs> all of, all of they your work on their hand signals. Who would need to communicate with them should something befall you. Don't speak Russian or Portuguese. <laughs> They're practicing their Russian. Do you? Okay, the most important language. Okay. Right. All right. All right. So the children are doing their lessons with you. With you, every once in a while, correcting something like "yet." That is not the way you say that. This is done that, and like you're still looking out. Curtains moving every once in a while. Looking out, like this is not a normal way to teach. But uh, maybe in Russia it is. We're always looking for the KGB or the OGPU. No, no smuggler with assault would need to move a curtain to observe the outside, sir. I don't oh need to. God. I don't need to cue them off that I'm watching him. He's not an amateur guy. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to allow them to identify which window I'm at either. <laughs> okay. So, so what else are you not rolls. doing? <laughs> He's also not going to roll for it. I'm just telling the keeper what I'm doing. That's right. <laughs> Your stealth is off the chain. I, I really don't think you need a stealth check to to do a a, a, a careful. I'm going to do one anyways. That's Ooh. 47. Okay. Ooh. Okay. And how? <laughs> I, you know, if it had been a double zero, if it had been a double zero, I'd have been like, oh, good. Now you're going to roll. He tripped and falls out of the window (laughs) into the printer box. The pane of glass separates and smashes. And and gets shot immediately. He shoots his uh, he shoots his shotgun through the roof. I'm oh, I'm sorry. That's someone else. That's That's a different guy. Oh, darn. So, um, Madam, yeah, the the, across the street in the park. Definitely. There there is still what we like to refer to as the one cigarette, right? The one, the, the lone smoker. Sure. 
who's uh, just kind of every once in a while you see the glow of the coal on the on the edge of his obviously German brand from this even this distance you can tell. But it's a yeah a cigarette that's glowing and that goes out. A nasty habit. <laughs> Best that should not be smoking. Nope. What else, Vadim? Uh, there's no. This goes on for you know as uh, some time. I mean, he doesn't seem to be leaving the area. So he, you know, he's he's not he's coming by the window, checking, you know, looking at the spots where he's noticed them before. Are they still there? Then he's going and giving attention to his children, walking into the other room, you know, nodding, being a part of the group, that type of thing, you know, kind of doing like a circuit, if you will. Okay. Um, I, I, I think he kind of feels like a little bit like a like a caged cat right now. Every 15 minutes, the man does change locations in the park. But like you, he's making a pattern. He's going like moving three or four trees, puts the cigarette out under the cloak of darkness, moves. Next time you catch the cigarette, it's, you know, 40 feet down, but still able to get a good view of the front door. He's definitely so you're getting that vibe like you that this guy's he knows not to stand too long or anything else. Yeah. One of the times when Vodham goes into the room where everybody's socializing, um, he kind of taps Ella and asks if he could speak with her for a moment. What? Yes, darling. Uh, and like aside, so it's not like I don't I don't want Mr. Banks hearing it, but um, Ella's the one that had the contact with Section M, right? Yes. Yes. Um, Ella, I I want to ask, do you think it is possible for you to um to reach out to your friends at this uh, this uh, special section here in here in England? I believe uh, Mr. Reed should still be in the city. He is not on the operation that Sid and the others have been called to do, so perhaps? We are being watched. There are yes. people assume, assuming from this gentleman from dinner and uh, we do not know what uh, what purpose they have. Most likely to frighten us, but uh, uh well, uh, Keeper, how... I can't just call up on the telephone line and ask for Section M, Mr. Reed. So we have the radio still? Yep. And if you remember, the time is, t I believe, 10 p.m., isn't it? But we wouldn't have, would we have the radio with us coming to a dinner party? Um, we have all of our luggage, no. I thought. With You have all your luggage and everything, so uh, you'd have true. the one in the trunk. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because I know that we stay, we're staying here, so all of our stuff will be. Was here. Yeah. Okay. Then we both do. So, because all yeah. the bottom stuff would be here too, then. Yes. <laughs> we literally Everybody's show up like a vagabond troop on his door. Well, that's kind of why Emily everything. was looking at everybody when they came in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. It's the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> everybody walks in. So, so uh, perhaps we, uh, we, we can reach out to them at the prescribed time. Yes. Uh, and since it is 10 o'clock, this probably is a good time to do it. Um, let's make haste. I go upstairs, get to the radio, and. Like, I'm going to see if I can try and tap into Section M, not Sid's line. If there was two separate ones, I don't know if we can do that. It's the same one. Yeah, it's the same, same one. Same number. Okay. Same frequency, yeah. All right, so uh, I guess the message that I'll send out onto the radio waves is, come in, Section M. This is Ella Walcott. Come in, Section M. M Branch here. This is Section M Branch. How can I help you, Miss Walcott? You hear a woman's voice answer. Was there a call uh, sign or a uh, or a key code phrase that I had to tell them in order to confirm that we are who we say we are? Remember, this this thing is only a few weeks old, this place. It's like, you know, less than two months. 
Um, you were the first people they started t- speaking with after they recovered Sid's body and decided this was the plan. So they they have made a lot of little errors along the way. They probably should have a code name for you and a, like a qualifying phrase. They have not set one up yet. If you'd like to figure something out or let them know who you are somehow, you can do that. I want to know who they are. Like, I don't want to accidentally be... I don't want the Germans listening in or something. I don't know how this works. So I'm like, I'm... Well, it's a radio, it's a radio frequency. Um, if someone knows the right channel, there is no security. Right. It's radio waves. Mm. They don't have scrambling at this point yet. Not to this, not to this level. Not in 32. All right. Then with that knowledge, scratch that. And I go, uh, who am I speaking with? Um, I'm monitoring this, this, the radio this evening. I'm Druid S. You can refer to me as Druid S. Well, Druidess, I need you to find Captain Reed for me. Mr. Reed, I need to speak with him at once. Oh, he is currently out of HQ, uh, Miss Walcott, uh, having meeting with General uh, Fitzsimmons. Um, unfortunately, unable to be reached at this time. Is there something I can do to help you? Just get, Just tell him to reach out on this radio frequency. I will be on it for the rest of the evening when he is available. And tell him it's urgent. It's and I repeat my name. Ella Walcott requires assistance. Ella, Vadim's um, you know standing off to the side, yeah. you know listening, and he says quietly to Ella, um, "Should you tell them we are here in in London?" I suppose yes. That would that be logical? Would that yeah be, okay? Uh, you can even ask them. You could say, "Listen, is we're." We have a problem. Is there something you? This is a. Can you just send some police over? You could do something simple. I mean, they do have some pull. They're they're a new branch, so they're a special branch. They have some autonomy and 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 clout, but it's it's still growing. But I mean, that doesn't mean they couldn't rouse a police officer and do it, you know, quietly so Banks doesn't hear it. All right. Well, um, then I'll recounter with until that time, if you can arrange for a Bobby Squad, as they are called or a police force to come to this house, to this address, and I say Mr. Banks' address. Yep. Um, we, will, we will need a patrol unit posted outside the house for the foreseeable future. Right. Uh, are you in any immediate danger? Well, we're being watched by some people that are not very kind, and they are enemies of your agency as well as ours. Understood. Understood, Miss Walcott. Um... Give me 13 minutes to make, sh- to make the appropriate calls, and I'll make sure to get someone outside the house right away. Fair enough. Thank you, Druidess. And don't forget to call Captain Reed. I wish to speak to him about this personally. As I said, Mom, he's off base, but as soon as he checks in, I will pass along the message. Fair enough. Good evening. All right. She signs off. Good. All right. Yeah, you get, without using the main phone, you're able to contact um, the local authorities. They're going to, yeah, they're going to send over, you know, two police officers they're they're not going to take long once they get there to look across and they'll probably scare off the watcher or the watcher's going to have to get further away cuz even they would notice i mean any cop is trained you know the movies always portray like regular cops as just dunces but that's not normally the case like they may not be detective inspectors yet but they're trained to be alert and especially if they've been told that someone's watching the house they would be scanning the area looking for someone that stays too long right yeah so that's fine you, you do get some protection for the night which will make this a little bit easier uh, it also is going to make this a little bit more interesting in other ways. So we'll see what happens with that because that changes. That's not going to change what I do, but it's going to change the ideas of the of tonight's uh, encounters. So yeah, very good job. Oh, that was interesting. Bully. Thank you, Vadim, for that idea. 
Colima, your destination for vacation, vice, and value. Italy, the land of ancient history, majestic mountains, welcoming people, great food, and now a must-do stop on the initiation trail for fledgling ascetics looking to spend time with the true master of hermetic magic. Let's have a word with groundskeeper Ricardo about this very special place. Hello, Ricardo. Watch out. Ricardo, in your own words, what can you tell us about the Abbey of Thelema? It's a dump. I mean, a real shithole. <laughs> Perhaps we could say a work in progress? No, 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 no. This is a place where I wouldn't bring an old bull-legged cell to fornicate with. It's a fucking shack. I mean, the roof has a hole in it and the pigeons fly inside. All the time. Well, that may be true. However... It is. Listen to me. We Italians know a thing or two about lascivious behavior. See? Back in the day, we threw the orgies, drank lots of wine, and even tried the local mushrooms to get a buzz on. But we did it in marble halls with pillars, great mosaics, and baths. Ask me when the last time these animals actually had a bath. But there's more to this place than simply an adult destination for those looking to enjoy leisure time together, isn't there? Leisure time? No, they come here to write on the walls and fornicate. It's not difficult to understand. Yes, well, let's move on from that for a moment. How about this view? Pretty spectacular. It's okay. I mean, it's a nice view if anyone would care to come outside and actually look at the sea. But to be honest with you, the amount of opioids this group of freaks ingest, there is no way they can even climb their asses out of bed before 5 p.m. So who the fuck sees it? <laughs> uh, point taken. Let's skip the facility and some of the amenities and speak about the real draw of this place. The great Magus himself, Aleister Crowley. You've met him, yes? See. Many say they are immediately taken back by his appearance and majesty. His piercing blue eyes and raw animal magnetism. What was your opinion of the master thaumatist? I have a question, if, if I may. Of course. Ricardo still gets a paid, even if he tells the truth. Uh, see? Uh, of course. Ah, grazie. Okay. He was impressive. I mean, he may have been more impressive if he had some clothes on and hadn't spelled his name wrong while pissing it onto living room wall. But he was impressive. I mean, at the 20 stone, he was a very impressive. Well, uh, that's all we have time for today. Uh, we hope you can make time during your holiday tour of Italy to stop by and speak to the master, or perhaps one of the other resident adepts who care for the Center for Mystical Learning. To make an appointment, merely contact R. Dawson at 7 Tinsdale 90330. Thank you, and until next time, Arrivederci. All right, to the ladies downstairs, Catherine, uh, you and Faye are, it's, a, it's you know, closing in on 10 o'clock. Ella went upstairs with Vadim to make a, to get some things out of the trunks. Emily is, you know, Aloysius is kind of just sulking. I mean, he's being absolutely mature about this, so he's just not speaking. I mean, let's be honest. That's what, uh, that's what a proper British person would do if they didn't get their way. Yeah. You stopped him from getting an honorary society and a title to his name besides, you know, the one that the English gave him. He just, you know, he's not in a good mood. So he's just kind of sitting there, just, mm -hmm. just staring at you. Gotcha. Um, uh, Keeper, we can have this conversation later. We can cut it out. I was just going through some old notes 
mm-hmm. from the very first page of Cthulhu and Cairo notes, mm-hmm. Aloysius Banks, uncle, he's a mason, lodge of the golden eye, he's a member. The hell mm-hmm. does that mean? You know that he's already been involved in the occult, in, in ah! occult type things. Not that all masons are occult. That that's a that's a front. The golden eye was offshoots of the golden dawn. So you've always known him as like you thought he was a mason. Mm. He's had occult connections before because the cult. Okay, I don't want to say occult masons and the cult are the same thing. It's not. But but if you saw like a ring, hand symbols, and things and gestures, okay, you might think they were masonic. But in actuality, the golden eye was another offshoot type. Okay. Would I so know that? You you think Mason. You okay. think that he's I'll bring, had connections. I'll bring it up that way. Okay. Let me just do this. Listeners, if you read and if you read about England in the 19 turn of the centuries to the about the beginning of World War One, uh, World War II rather, I'm sorry, World War II, the amount of secret societies that still existed, especially among the rich and the influential, was absolutely it was not uncommon to have four or five memberships to different places. Where, you know, you took tea with this one. Oh, it's Saturday. I go over here. Everybody wanted to be in a lodge. Everybody wanted to be part of a society. Everybody wanted to be part of a cigar, a, you know, like a gentleman's club. It was, these these people had a lot of time on their hands. And that's what they, they occupied it with. Different groups that they could use to network and do the things that they did. Cobalt Club is a perfect example. All right. So Aloysius Banks being a member of multiple clubs, not uncommon for somebody with that kind of, that kind of clout and money. All right. So yes, Lauren, uh, I'm sorry, Catherine, you are sitting downstairs sitting and you can remember. Yeah. Gotcha. Sitting downstairs, thinking about, you know, my uncle, all this stuff. Um, we've all poured a beverage. Um, thank you for uh, sitting with me and, like, a- agreeing to hear me out. Um, uncle Al, Aunt Emily, I- I'll try and keep this as succinct as possible. It- it's been a couple of months. It's been a crazy um, couple of months, honestly. Um when geez, when was the gala back in back in May? Um, it's January now, so two and two together. Um, have you guys wondered why I've been away for so long? Why I just left the cottage and Lucinda and the cat and the hospital? You didn't think about that. I'm, I'm just I'm traveling. Uh, you know, you're headstrong. You you have this notion that. Um, that women can just go willy-nilly and do whatever they want. So I just assume that's what you were doing. Yes. And um, it's a little bit more complicated than that. A lot more complicated. Um, the night of the, of the, of the gala and then the resulting, the, the party afterwards and the, the, the trouble at the bookshop. Remember? The, the break-in. Ah, how can I forget? Yes, you ran. No. Walked. <laughs> Walked swiftly to the pub. Um, it Honestly, there's days that I wish that I'd walked with you, or that you just pulled me with you to the pub. Um, but neither here nor there. That night, it started a... It was a catalyst for a long chain of events that has led me and some friends these friends and some who are no longer with us on a path. And there are dangerous people involved and we're trying to stop them. Dangerous people that are now sitting outside your house and wanting you to join secret societies in order 
to get back at me for something that my friends and I stole from them. I, 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 stole? Yes. It's not enough that you go off to war. That's and, what and, you're and, focusing and on. It's not, an, it's not enough. I can finish. It's my damn study. It's not enough that 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 you travel the world and 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 use money from 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 me, which I I, I don't regret. I mean, you're 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 a good person, Gavin. You've you've paid you've done your piece for society, and you helped you helped during the Great One. I I, I don't deny that. But then you steal. I mean, just bring shame to the house. I'm surprised these people even offered me a place among their archaeological group. Don't talk to her like that. I don't remember. Didn't I fire you? Exactly. So you have no hold over me. Look. You're a guest in my house. What Catherine is trying to say is that we got roped into something that none of us were expecting to get roped into. And those people that came into your house are trying to get the same thing that we are to do terrible, terrible things that are going to lead to catastrophic events that are going to put millions and millions in danger. We're trying to stop that. Miss Dawson, I, I, forgive me for in, in, intruding, beloved, but I, I have to say that my husband was approached by them um, with some understanding that there would be work between multiple museum factions and some of the more interesting things that are coming out of out of the dig site in Cairo. That we would be sharing those resources if he was willing to, you know become part of this group that that organizes such things this is this is an archaeological group they are they they brought photographs of, of treasures and things that they were willing to share with with his museum that would put you know make him well even more respected than he already is at the job that he's currently performing at this was supposed to be about helping people in this country see these great pieces of work and also benefiting his career it was nothing nothing um cryptic or, or 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 dangerous or that that nothing that we saw anyway and i can assure you that the reason that this group has access to resources and these archaeological dig photos is because what we're talking about involves egypt it involves these ancient relics and magic and you know what have you it start this whole thing started at a a gala that where an Egyptian artifact was displayed. That's that's the key. That's the point. It's bringing it back to Egypt and they're trying to utilize you and your power, your prestige for ill-gotten gains and they're doing it to get back at me in the process. I don't this isn't altruistic. This isn't like purely academic. Well, I I'm just I I don't know what to say, Catherine. I mean, a, a, a ghosts and spooks and all kinds of things uh, is what you're talking about. You're talking about clandestine organizations. I, I mean, uh, yes. You of, were of looking course, to I'm... join a like a secret club. You wear the lodge rings. I've seen you like the meetings with the funny hats. Like, don't you dare! I look fabulous in that hat. You wear the hat well. <laughs> Well, then let's just leave that there, then. We'll leave it. I mean... We'll leave it. Huh. My own house. Uh, but I can Pick see... I hat. know you. I know you, and I love you, and I, I can see why something like this would be incredibly appealing to you. But don't you think it's kind of crazy that they're coming to you out of nowhere for 
a promotional, like a, like a professional opportunity and they're making you pay and they show up at the house and I, I don't know. I Everything about this feels wrong. You left the room to get the checkbook and he threatened me. He threatened you in your own home. The disrespect, he was a guest. He threatened me. I, 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 I mean, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize he did. Of course not. I, I couldn't mean, tell. I couldn't quite say that with, you know, him in the room. I had to cause a scene to get him to leave. And he still took the money, by the way. Well, Catherine, I, I, I guess I got, I guess that's what's happening. I, I, I don't understand it all. It, it seems rather confusing. But if this is what's going on, that's what's going on. I mean, I, you know, to me, it, 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 you tramping around the world and uh, Russia. And then one time, where did, where did, you, where did you go? You called from, um, you called from Berlin? I called from Berlin. Yeah, and, 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 I, I, and then you called from somewhere else, right? Russia, and then, oh, I'm, I'm not, somewhere in Nepal once? Yeah, India. Oh, India. <laughs> Far side of the world. I mean, I, and all this has to do with the fact that I, I had a barge in a museum? Well, if you say so, Catherine. Very confusing. It, I'm living it. It's confusing. It's astronomical. And obscene, absurd, but this is this is my life now, and I thought that every time there's problems, I just run away and I try to bury them and I try not to think about them, but I can't do that this time. They've found you. Is that upstairs or is that the phone in the in the living room? Phone in the office. Should should we get that? <laughs> Still ringing. Let it ring. He starts to get up. Uh, Uncle Al, we don't know who that is. Uh, well, that's let, let, until I answer let it. Rams, you're right. Let Ramsey answer it or something, but don't let people know you're home. It's after ten. The poor man goes to bed. I mean, I we're, we're enjoying a sherry. I'm, uh, hello. Let me go. Let you go away. Excuse me? Oh, yeah. Well, matter of fact, she is. Hold on one moment. It's for you, Catherine. I take the phone from him and try to step as far away as possible. <laughs> He's watching you. No, 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 <laughs> but I'm saying, like, it, if it's something horrible, I don't want him to hear it. Okay. Make sure you're not near any windows either. Wind no win thank you. No windows. Remember, phones were mounted on the wall back then. Oh, were they? I thought they had strings. Yeah, but not in the thirties. Oh, oh, yeah. No. I'm a youth. Not not a youth. I'm 25. I'm younger. <laughs> um, okay. Don't fuck the moment. I, There's still an office phone. I mean, they had no desk-mounted phones in 32? Yeah, they might have, but still, they're pretty stationary. It's not like... Oh, know. yeah. Th no, no. Yeah, it's not I'm like not you like can travel I'm not like running around far. with it. Like, yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. I, I don't answer it next to him. I take a step away or something. Well, you can put your hand over it. So, like, uh, most people back then had the etiquette of walking, stepping aside. There we go. Yeah, so you just put your hand over the phone and then go, hello. You would say, like, can I have a moment, please? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so simple. So All of this bluster. <laughs> can I have a moment, please? There you go. Uh, well, of course. I mean, we're all in the middle of a conversation dealing with secret societies. and I, I, I wanted to let it ring. You went to get up and answer it. <laughs> all right. Vadim and Ella, you can come back in. You are, you are downstairs from the, the uh, radio call. You see Catherine holding her hand over the, the phone, the, uh, the speaking part, the microphone not the receiver itself. Yeah, okay, Catherine. Hello. Ah, Miss Ross. So glad that you're able to take my call. I am afraid that we're going to have to move things up a little bit, as uh, I have no longer time to make 
and play any more games. No one's playing. Going, no one's playing games with you. You're. Everybody's gonna hear what you say. Oh, never. So, fuck. Okay, never mind. Just, <laughs> I'm so impulsive. <laughs> I don't say that. I, okay. I say. I say nothing. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Ross. It seems that two police officers have recently made their way to the front of your house. I'm going to need you to dismiss them, and then I'm going to need you to get everybody out of the office and take my call, which I'll be making back to you in ten minutes. Your family's life depends on it. Clicks. I want to see Catherine explain this to everybody. Yes, darling? And... <laughs> no, I just want to see her play this role, play this out of, all right, I'm going to need everybody out of the room, and I'm going to need to go talk to the cops. <laughs> like, I, want to, I just want to know how you're going to put this off, pull this off. Oh, yes. So, that's part one. That was fast. <laughs> he sits back down. Um, Ella, can you come here for a second? Uh, I go over there and I lean in going, yes, darling? I don't know if this is going to work. This is to the keeper. This is out of character. I want to grab Ella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and tell her, without telling the room, <laughs> what needs to happen. Then maybe excuse yourself and talk to her in the hall? I'm trying to not be conspicuous. I was just going to like hold her hand or something. Oh, and whisper it? No, I want her to read my mind. Oh my god, I didn't think Again, this Again, it doesn't work this. like that. It doesn't work. God it's damn not it. A direct call. It's not a direct, it's not a fax machine. <laughs> Her going into a trance might be a little bit more, And then you I know. speak aloud what I see. Oh, Heiner Steiner has given her a call. Her family's in danger. I had an idea. It was going to be such a vibe. Never mind. Uh, okay. It's okay, but it just. I got Points it. I for love creativity. it. Points for creativity. Um, Ella, Again, this I... isn't like D&D where you can just cast a little magic spell and then you can talk between minds. This is this is weirder. It, you, you know what Catherine's response to this would be, dear listeners? Ugh, never works the way I want it to. This is stupid. You can't even read minds. Can we go in the hall? We can go into another room. It's a gigantic house. Yeah, like, like <laughs> let's go into another room. Like... All right, so like the Clue movie where nobody wanted to leave each other's side, everybody just kind of bails out of this one together. And then <laughs> you hear, what was it? So- Emily, what did you say? Nothing, dear. <laughs> so he, of course, thinks it's her just because that's who Banks is. All right, so the- you were able to make your way into the hallway. You have nine minutes. What's happening? Did you two call the cops? I called Section M, and then it was Vardom who said we should maybe call the police. Or well, I need you to call him back that. and undo whatever you just did. We have nine minutes before they come in and start killing people and threatening the house. They're threatening my family. Call them off now. Hmm. I, you want us? I, I was trying call to- Call them <laughs> off. Wait, Catherine, what makes you think that they're not going to come in here anyway just because we get rid of the cops? I don't know. It- when somebody threatens you and says, drop the gun, the last thing you do is is drop the gun. I'm not playing Russian roulette. I have a bigger ball sack than you with my family, Vadim. Please. It Please. is not about that. It's about you are trusting your safety to it's- the enemy. I need not you to, to call ourselves. off. I need you to call off the police and get everyone out of the office so I can take a phone call in, in eight minutes. Eight minutes and four seconds. Eight minutes and... F- okay, Catherine, th- you grew up here. Is there, do you know of any way out of this house? It's an old house. Is there any way in the cellar, the basement? Is there anywhere that we could get everyone out of here? A panic room, mayhaps. 
maybe. A panic room? What's a panic room? It's where you go to panic, which you're obviously doing right now. Now, is there a way out of here that isn't the front door? God damn it. Keeper, I rolled a 36. Do you want I mean, it, an idea? It's it's it, There's a basement that may have a... Yeah, There's in the basement, there's an old lat hatch that extends out somewhere into the backyard and comes up through like a big bilco door that's now been mostly... I, I mean, I'm sure a in a mansion toe? of this age. Uh, uh, maybe, but this isn't a country estate. This is a city yeah. estate, so a city home. I don't know if they would have had priest holes. I mean, that's more of a country manor hide them from you know from ravaging knights and stuff. I let's just put it this way: the front door is your best option to get out, but there is a back door and there's some way out through the cellar. I, I really, you know, that's fine. And that's gonna we'll we'll pause time for that while I'm explaining what that situation is. Now, from the time Ella made the call, got downstairs and everything, it's been about 25 minutes. So the police did show up rather quickly. They are out front. So somehow, hear me out, from the time they made that radio contact to now when the police are already in, in route showing up, this this guy called within moments of them arriving. So he's either close by. Well, he has people watching just, the house. Or he has people watching the house that well, we were able that. to get a hold of him quickly. Yeah. Well, there was yeah. a car oh, that was radios. waiting outside, right? They, yeah, but radios are still pretty. I mean, a, a radio that's pretty strong would be like that big. You don't have little ones, right? So he, so you'd have to have somebody like on a walkie-talkie talk, calling something bigger because world war we're not even in world war ii yet they've so, got yeah, runners they've got idea. you know any Absolutely. sort of thing you know i assumed there was reports being given yes back to the time seven minutes so, okay so there's a path in the cellar there's a back door into the you know garden like courtyard kind of area which is and- likely being watched as there are people out watching us now there are shadows across the street in the park. There is a patrol on the on the regular uh, regular patterns. I need. I I don't. I at this point. That I is don't. why we called because there were there were people. Okay, and now us. and now they're telling me to make them go away, or they're going to start hurting people. What do you want from me? You you are you give in to threat. That's what you want to do. I'm giving in to the threat. This is my family and my house. Or which all of us are here and armed. We tell them that there have been verbal threats and the police arrest the people in the cars. All of them? Like, there's... We don't know how many are out there. All right, Catherine, listen. What we need to prioritize right now is the safety of your aunt and your uncle and Vodum, your kids. There has to be somewhere in this house that we can hide the four of them just in case things go south and they start shooting. Agreed. A safe room. In the cellar. That's probably the safest place. There's stone. You can't shoot through stone. There's a wine cellar. You, I'm sure you could move things. Boxes. I... All right. I'm going to go and get everyone down there right now. All right. So Faye's making the move. Adam, are you okay with her grab? I mean, she speaks enough Russian to say to the kids, come with me. Yes. Well, and, you know, we're all right yeah, in the same area. Up. I'd be like, you know, please follow yeah. her. I guess you know? I'm sending yeah. the police away. Are, are we doing that? Apparently, because we now are down to five minutes, most likely. Yes, four minutes, 50 seconds. Yes. I, so. I also want to say that I'm not armed right now, but with my decks and my speed, I want to run up really fast, grab my guns, and then come back down. Okay. I think I can do... I'm, I'm quick enough that I can do that, but... Call it a minute and a half. Okay. Can, is, can she add 30 seconds and grab mine? You're damn right I can. I'm sure she could grab, you know, go up there and, you know... Forage for guns. Yeah. Send the kids down without without you, Faye. Just say, go to see your father. You yeah. can grab the guns. It saves time. Okay, yeah. Catherine, tell me what you were thinking. I'm not thinking. I'm panicking, but I know that... You're panicking because man that we just met threatened us. You do not know this man. You do not know what his uh, capabilities are. All I know is that in the past 20 minutes, 
He's threatened half hour, whatever. He's looked, he's looked me in the face and now called and asked for me personally. And he's threatening my parents. He's a smart man. He knows who to talk to. He knows where to put the screw. Madam darling, we don't have time to make any like visible threats because clearly they can make their promises and keep them. So I guess I have Can't, to go out and talk to the that, cops. Is that clear? Darling, you have not been here since the beginning. Yes, they can. They can clearly do that. So please. Well, we are not in Germany. We are in England. With no protection other than a police car. And that apparently so he wants gone. call and get more police cars. They won't be here That's the opposite of what they want. What, what are they going to do now when they see more police cars show up? Do That's the opposite they, of what they wanted. Do you think you, they, they have army here? Or they, do, they, do they run this town? You know, I mean, they, are, they are clandestine. They are spies. They are for people someone, in the shadows. For someone looking to overthrow their like, regime in their own country, you are seriously trusting a British Bobby in a, in a car. Like, this is... I've watched these people shoot... Like, these people have shot our, our friends in the face, and I've seen them, like, mow down you know, young women in the street or people associated with this kind of, you know, dark activity. Now is not the time for this conversation. We have minutes, like two minutes. I need to be in there alone. I go outside and get rid of the police. You go outside? Well, what else am I supposed she's to do? She's got to. I, I can't call them in time. Yeah, no, she's got to step out and explain to them they have to go. Oh my God. Ella. Do I have everyone safely in the basement? Oh yeah. No problem, time. I tell them not to open this door for anyone and to move as much stuff in front of the door as they can. And only when they hear one of us call through the door, are they allowed to leave? Okay. So you, who did you put down there? The servants? Did you get them as well from their room? Yeah, basically, I'm just, I'm going through. Um, yeah, I'm calling Ramsey. I'm calling whoever they have. I'm just going through yeah. and I'm just saying, down to the cellar. Come on, people, let's go. Down to the cellar, I go to um, Uncle Alan and Emily, and I'm like, you two especially go down to the cellar or Catherine will murder me. Let's okay. go. Let's make a roll for that, Faye. Okay. Make a persuade with Uncle Al, because that's going to be a hard move. All right, here we go. My persuade is 50, and I rolled a 50 right on the dot. Okay, okay. Um, he's Emily says... What, is everything is everything all right? You may, Miss Dawson. I'm very concerned. Is is is, there, is something amiss, Mrs. Banks? I promise you that we will explain everything. Catherine will explain everything. But right now, you and your household are in danger, and we're trying to pacify the situation. But we can't do that if you guys are out here and not protected. Just trust us. I swear, Catherine is like your daughter. And Catherine is like a sister to me. I need to protect you guys. All right, they move. They you roll. You rolled it. You persuaded them. That that's good enough for me. I really thought that was going to be like a hard success. So when I just saw fifty, I was like, God damn it. Well, no. I mean, it, it, he's reluctant, but with the time you have, you're able to get him moving towards the cellar. All right, Catherine. So you're back in the office and the in in the sitting room area where he was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who else is in that room? No one. That he said alone. Correct. Do you shut the door? Yeah. Well, before Catherine goes into the office, um, I grabbed her shotgun. So I go to her. I put the shotgun in her hands and I make eye contact with her and I say, I'm right outside this door. I know you have to go in there alone, but if I hear 
anything weird, I'm barging through that door and I'm coming for you. Okay. I would think we would all be there. Yeah. Or at least, at least, at least two of us with guns ready to blaze. Yeah. No, I've got both of mine out and I go, I'm, I'm like, you're going to be okay. I got you. We got you. take that I know I'll shut the door pick up the phone I pick up the phone excellent work Miss Ross it's good to see that you can follow simple instructions now I'm going to make my case very clear for you there is currently a bomb that has been placed inside the house of Mr. and Mrs. Langford are you listening to me? I'm listening. That bomb is going to go off unless you agree at this very moment to go retrieve my flag and bring it back to me. This will begin with them and will not stop until you do agree to my demands. Herr Mueller has entrusted me to bring back the Blundflog. I am not going to fail him. We are not here to negotiate. We are not here to go and play games. You have fought well, and you have done some amazing things. But that particular item is ours. It should never have left Berlin, and we want it back. Now, to prove how serious I am, I'm going to let you hear a voice that has been recently recorded, because we know where this person is. And you hear the voice of what sounds like a very little girl. In Italian. This is the last living descendant, should that other bomb go off, but this is the child of Matthew Langford. I believe named after you. Katerina, I am not above hurting children. So, will you go collect my flag? I'll go get it. Excellent. We will not push the switch. You have five days. Phone disconnects. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.